This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Let's really drill down on uh, some of these things that have made the news in the last number of days, not the least of which is this SNC Lavalin thing. And uh, now it appears that the ethics committee up there, dominated as it is by the liberals, shut it down earlier this afternoon. They won't how, have uh, Commissioner Mario Dion present his report on this affair. And, uh, well, I guess there's nothing more to see here, folks. Or is there? Let's put it to our man Mark Stein, international best-selling author and host of The Mark Stein Show. Mark, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing just great, John. Well, listen, uh, from where you sit in your bucolic hamlet in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, have you been following the sordid affair? <laughs> uh, I have, um, because, because as you know, it's, it's a Montreal story. It's also a story that uh, uh, it's, it's like Banana Republic stuff. It's the conflation of the party and the state uh, at the legal level. Basically, uh, Justin attempted to interfere with... Uh, prosecutorial independence, uh, which is, in fact, actually what the uh, Chinese Politburo are attempting to do vis-a-vis Hong Kong when they'd rather have them tried in uh, uh, mainland China pseudo-courts than in the Hong Kong courts, on which, among others, uh, Beverly McLachlan, the former uh, Supreme Court judge from Canada, sits. Uh, So real judges. So it's exactly the same thing. It's just a, a question of degree. And I love all this. They owe the ethics committee has declined to hear testimony from the ethics commissioner, uh, although the ethics commissioner, uh, the opposition want the ethics commissioner to appear before the ethics committee. Uh, If you just say ethics often enough, it sounds like you have some. Actually, uh, the fact the fact that you the fact that you require an ethics committee and an ethics commissioner is basically a sign that it's over because the Canadian system actually presupposes uh, basic decency. The minute the minute you have to have your decency adjudicated by commissars and committees, uh, you're basically accepting you're out of that game. And Justin Trudeau, the the the, the prime minister himself, is basically saying, uh, "I don't. I, I, I yes, I've read this report, uh, and to modify Stalin, how many divisions has the ethics commission?" <laughs> He can't. He can't take me out. Good luck sending the SWAT team round to Twenty Four Sussex Drive. I'm staying put. <laughs> right, right. Just going to rag the puck through the election season, and uh, you know, good luck having at it. I get it. It sounds yeah. so unethical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however, you know, uh, on this matter, you know, the Chinese. You brought that up, and uh, this thing is roiling even here. The diaspora, as we find it in Canada, and uh, the former. Liberal MPP Michael Chan uh, was seen on the weekend up in Markham, and uh, he was taking the position of the pro-Beijing government there, I guess, you know, by extension, uh, showing sympathy or being simpatico with the basic Chinese dictatorship. Right. You know, I'm kind of curious, like, is this offside to do, or is this just a matter of uh, freedom of expression? It's almost pseudo-seditious, isn't it? Well, the the Chinese are basically buying up everything they want around the world, uh, all... Um, the old uh, uh, Indian Empire ports between China and the Suez Canal, basically. Uh, basic resources in Australia, in Africa, uh, in Jamaica, in Canada. Uh, so it, it, given what they are spending large amounts of money on, uh, it, it's, it's hardly surprising that they're also buying up uh, selected people all over the Western world to argue their case. I mean, I would be absolutely ashamed of that because 
This is actually a 50-year treaty that the Chinese have entered into with people who were, uh, uh, until 20 years ago, people who were our fellow subjects of Her Majesty, just like Jihadi Jack. (laughs) 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 All one big happy family. Uh, And in actual fact, they're rather better subjects of Her Majesty, Uh these uh, millions of people in Hong Kong, than than Jihadi Jack, everyone's favourite Canadian is. So uh, I find it absolutely disgusting when people are not on the side, not on the side uh, of those who who are asking no more than that the deal the Chinese uh, government signed on to is actually honoured until the year 2047. So this guy Chan's obviously co-opted by Beijing, and, uh, you know, it makes me uh, wonder, because you say the Chinese have infiltrated or inserted themselves globally into a lot of jurisdictions. Uh, I guess the only plot of land that wasn't for sale was Greenland, and Donald Trump made a bid for that. (laughs) What the hell was he thinking? Any idea? That's the last house on the global block, the Chinese of, <laughs> the Chinese and the Saudis of everything else. Um, I think it's actually a very uh, cunning plan. As you know, the um, U.S. Virgin Islands used to be Danish uh, until the First World War, uh, at which point the, the Danes sold them dirt cheap to the Americans and let Jeffrey Epstein build his... Uh, <laughs> pedo palace on one of those islands so you know uh <laughs> that worked out well for everybody mm. um the the greenland thing uh i think is part of a pincer movement because if you look at the 49th parallel then you look at alaska then you look to then you look at greenland which like curves around uh more than one would think because no one can draw the northern border of canada uh, and you get those little islands where every so often the danes plant a flag plant the old Nordic cross on, on an island that should have the maple leaf on it, and you have all this back and forth. I think it's like a, just a pincer movement uh, to contain Canada. So that's going to be the ultimate purchase uh, <laughs> when, he, uh, when he picks up. Yeah, by then, of course, Canada will be trapped because it'll be <laughs> just surrounded by uh, America. So it's like, uh, you know, you've got the last McMansion surrounded by crack houses and... Uh, and uh, and uh, and Trump will be able to pick that up. Pick all ten provinces, three territories, that island the Danes keep sticking the flag on, and everything else for less than a sixth of what he paid for Greenland. It all works out. There's a master plan here. Sure. Uh, we saw how it worked with Mar-a-Lago. Uh, he just uh, got it at a good price. Again, yeah, with yeah. Mark Stein, host of the Mark Stein Show. Let me ask you about something else. The Americans are uh, infiltrating us culturally and entrepreneurially as well. This is a story uh, that made my attention or got my attention earlier this afternoon. Chick-fil-A, uh, you know, that wonderful chicken shack in the States. Yep. Uh it's going to uh, open up a Toronto operation at 1 Young Street East, or Bloor Street East, Young and uh, Bloor, and, uh, which isn't too far from the gay village. It's been flagged because, as you may know, uh, I guess there's some animus towards Chick-fil-A by the LGBTQ2++ community, and uh, they're suggesting a boycott and that there's no place in a tolerance land like Canada for this kind of a place, uh, this operation led by somebody who's called a notoriously homophobic CEO, Dan Cathy. I think they got resistance in the States, too. They wanted to open up yeah. at, uh, some airports there as well. So how do we, is there anything wrong with Chick-fil-A opening a store in Toronto, let alone near the gay village? Well, you, they say that guy is homophobic. Actually, he makes the best homophobic chicken I've ever <laughs> tasted. It's absolutely, and I, mm, I love me, the, I just love me the smell of some homophobic uh, chicken when I, I come out on my lunch break. What are all these 
arguments are phony. He's he's not homophobic, uh, except in the sense that he's what we used to call part of the Lord's Day Observance Society for any centenarian <laughs> listeners uh, out there. Uh, and he believes he shouldn't open on Sunday, so he doesn't do any business uh, on Sunday. In that sense... He's, uh, he's homophobic. He's also opposed to fornicators. He's also opposed to any other sinners uh, in that he observes the Lord's Day. That's all it is. And what I love about this is the uh, complete phoniness and bad faith of these arguments. Because, uh, well, Jihadi Jack, everyone's favorite Canadian. And as we've heard, a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. You want to ask his views on the gay village? Uh, he hasn't, he's yet to set foot in Canada. He'll be coming here with his mum and dad any day now to land and go uh, and pick up his OHIP card and go straight to the uh, hospital uh, to, to, to have whatever he's got treated. And after that, uh, like so many, uh, like a big shot Canadian imam, uh, who uh, was uh, photographed standing next to all the, almost the entire Canadian establishment, who thinks it's a fascinating discussion on whether gays uh, should be uh, uh, decapitated or whether they should be burned alive or whether they should be uh, thrown off tall buildings. And you know something? None of the people who are so exercised about homophobic chicken have any interest in actually addressing... Uh, the real homophobia in uh, contemporary Canadian society. So good luck when Jihadi Jack decides to <laughs> come cruising through the gay village, lads. Uh, <laughs> Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. Uh, and we have it from the Prime Minister himself. Well, all right. Uh, you know, it's interesting because when you mention that, uh, the whole theater up there in Syria, as you know, has been uh, destabilized. And so it spawned like waves of refugees streaming into Europe. Now Germany, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, they're going to strip Syrians who go home on holiday of their refugee status, figuring that, uh, you know, if they go home and spend some of their uh, whatever it is, (laughs) their German money that they've made, uh, it can't be that dangerous or treacherous a situation. Do you think Canada should follow suit? I mean, if people... Absolutely, everyone should. This the refugee system is largely a scam. Um, Minnesota, where they have all these Somalis who are claiming they they need to take refuge, they need asylum from the hellhole that is Somalia. Uh, uh, yet they fly back uh, every uh, few months for a couple of weeks on the old Somali Riviera. There, they're having a grand old time uh, making. I I I mean, I listened to your discussion before the news with Andrew and Catherine, bless them, and they're they're terribly reasonable about all this. But I take the view with a lot of these guys, like Jihadi Jack, for example, he's committed treason. Uh, At any point in human history, uh, he would have been convicted of treason and hanged. Now, whether he should be hanged for treason against Her Majesty in right of Canada or against Her Majesty in right of the United Kingdom is a distinction that our grandparents would have thought absolutely ludicrous to be having. We're not even we're not even discussing uh, his act and the acts of hundreds and th- and actually thousands of Western citizens like him in the terms in which they ought to be discussed. Well, all right. Uh, so I'm guessing uh, you would not bring him home. It wouldn't be Jean Valjean time uh, from Les Mis then. He's just a boy. Uh, no, look, I'm, 
as heartwarming as that is, I've I saw that show with the Cader family, and I'm not I'm not ready for the revival of it. The fact is, we all know this isn't. We all know all the trouble in the world is caused by people with multiple passports. And a lot of those passports are, are actually Commonwealth passports. They're Canadian, Australian, UK. And so you basically uh, get into these games of last man set, or like pass the parcel. When the music stops, which country hasn't uh, stripped him of his citizenship? And in this case, the music has stopped, and uh, Justin is left holding the parcel uh, as the band strikes up O Canada and uh, our beloved uh, Canadian son, who just mistakenly, unfortunately, he, he wound up playing for the away team in the war. Uh, but uh, let's not hold that against him because multiculturalism means that when war breaks out, you get to choose which side you want to be on. And isn't that heartwarming? Well, it's uh, going to be, I guess, uh, a hot political potato for Justin to juggle during the election campaign if, in fact, <laughs> they hold him to it. But, Mark, I've got to let you go on that note. I appreciate your weighing in. It's uh, good to talk again. Hope you're enjoying the summer. Yeah, and I can't wait for that hot potato juggling at the league. Let, <laughs> let Maxi Bernier in. I have a feeling he'd be good at the hot potato juggling. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's pretty much an open-minded sort. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how he feels about all of these things. Uh, we'll talk again real soon, Mark. You behave. Great. Thanks a lot, John. You got a Mark Stein, international best-selling author, host of The Mark Stein Show. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.